0: You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel Podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media. All right. We are here live at the Gravel Festival. Yeah, we are. We are. Surprise! Surprise! I was like, oh, Marley can be on our intro. Uh, You guys are getting ready to go out and lead a beginner ride. So I was like, we have to record this really quickly. Uh,
1: Christy, I haven't seen you in so long. Well, you saw me yesterday before this weekend.
0: (laughs) Oh, now Marley's taking our pictures. so act like we're serious. Yeah, we're serious
1: here. Um, It has been a minute, so it's really, it's good to... When was the last time,
0: was it? I don't know, but the last two podcast intros I've done by myself, and I'm like, I'm sorry, it's just me. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: It's okay, you've got stuff going on. Hey, Marley, how's your podcast going? I think it's going well. Um, I mean, similar, it's like the whole vibe of I travel a lot maggie's at home uh, but people are really enjoying it i think um i hear good things i do too um yeah leonard zinn do you all know him yeah like zen and the art yes. of bicycle, maintenance. The bicycle yeah he just sent us an email and he's gonna be on the podcast next week shut the front door yeah
3: and yeah. the back door
2: at the back door yeah so leonard zinn like one of the godfathers of cycling in the u.s You're fucking kidding me reached out he wants to be on our podcast that's
0: amazing.
3: Yeah,
2: so promo, there's Listen to the All Bodies on Bikes podcast.
0: Did you ever know that we one time had Hannah Grant on the podcast and Chris, Christy kind of freaked out? I freaked out. She's my favorite. So she, who
2: has been your favorite guest that you've had on the podcast or, like, most starstruck moment?
1: Probably me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was definitely Christy Bone. My most starstruck moment. Ah. Uh, I can't remember who we've had in the podcast at this moment, but I think it's because my brain has been cooked. Um, I really loved having, um, like, uh, what's that mountain bike? <laughs> Hannah Smith. I loved having her. Oh, yeah. Uh, ha- Haley Smith. Haley, Haley Smith. Smith. Haley Smith yeah. See, it's just because I've been saying this and all day, and I'm bad with names. But I loved having her on, and um, and Leah Davids. Like, some of the mountain bikers that aren't kind of in our circles yeah. before the Grand Prix, and then I've gone to the Olympics. Like I'm a little bit of like an Olympics. Like, oh my God, you went to the Olympics! So I was like that with Meg Fisher. It's just yeah.
2: oh. she's one of my good friends. But hearing their accomplishments, because I will never be on the Olympic oh, calendar. does
0: Meg identify as non-binary now? No. Oh, I thought you said there. I think I did.
2: Like talking like uh, oh, about in Ali- general in general in, in general Olympians okay. accomplishments. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. Also, fun fact: there works for folks who identify as male or female as well. It's just kind of a generic I term. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. I thought you
0: were referring to Meg.
2: Oh. Marley mansplains gender <laughs> to Catherine. <laughs> and with that, we uh, will put on sunscreen. No, wait. You
0: have to tell us about your butt earrings first.
2: Oh, I have these amazing butt earrings. Um, I think they maybe are laser cut. They're kind of clear. They're and so They're cool. um, My group of friends, it's from Kate from Grounded. We did a secret Santa gift exchange Um, because when you're single you got to cultivate your own relationships
0: so and it's kind of that all butts on bikes it it is the same kind of butt style yeah all butts on bikes okay go put on sunscreen okay thank you for leading group rides thank you for having me
1: it's been a great weekend
0: um okay you're kind of busy like there's something else going on soon
1: Oh, are we talking about that? No, no, no.
0: you're oh, the <laughs> event. We Unbound. have a, we have another, we have another thing we're working on, but I don't know if we're gonna
1: get our shit together to announce it by Tuesday. Ugh. We should. Um, Unbound is coming out. It's right around the corner. Three weeks, three s- and two more Saturdays. I so, know. yeah, I'm so excited. It's gonna be, it's gonna be. I know that we overuse this word, but it's gonna be epic. So, I'm excited about our podcast. I know it's gonna be fun. So if
0: I don't think we've told people. We're doing a collab with Grodio, Amanda Nauman and um, Sophia Gibson from the Gravel family, and we're all going to chat. And Christy will not choose her winners, but Amanda and I will probably choose who we yeah, think. not choosing winners. Oh.
1: What do you think about the women's field this year for Unbound? It's stacked. It's going to be we so said, good. We said that last year, but we get the separate start, too, this year, which I'm – I'm anxious and also incredibly excited to see how that plays out. I'm anxious to see what new tactics and maybe even new drama come out of that, because there will be, I'm sure, but um, it's, it's just going to really let the women see and know where their competition is, and so that you know they'll be truly able to race each other, which is cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, on a different note, yesterday I had a woman that, I had two women come up to me
0: and talk about the podcast. Oh, I tried to figure out how to open that trash can for like an hour earlier. Oh my god! Wow, uh, not that long. It was hot, so that I just stop, I stopped trying. Uh, we're right beside the trash can. Our, this is our guys think that uh, podcasting is like sexy. We're standing beside the trash yeah, can. We're in standing the, sun. By the trash. Um, but uh, so one woman came up to me and said, like, she loved our podcast and our interviews and our banter, and that as her mom was passing, she it was like her, like, her escape to come listen to our podcast and then another woman was here at her second gravel rides ever because of the podcast and like she also loved our banter
1: I love that so you can't I can't miss you for too many no we don't (laughs) that's not fair to you so so. and I you know me I like doing it too yeah so anyway
0: Brooke Brooke Gowdy's in the house oh she said she didn't want to be on the microphone
3: oh
4: she's gonna say hi hi yes having a blast Woo! <laughs> I don't know what's about to head out is the um, rowdy ride, so I'm super pumped about that. And I like I like this shirt. It's oh, yeah. very
0: rowdy. Yeah, we have a uh, Bricks Rowdy Gowdy We have a uh, several grant recipients, and then Bricks leading a ride for anybody that wants to go out on a 20 mile ride. And you've got to go lead to begin a beginner ride. Yeah, I've got to go get so. these podcast files to Lindsay. Okay. So awesome! Thanks, so awesome. thanks, thanks for doing do minutes. To live your healthiest life possible you need to understand what's going on inside inside tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source your body inside tracker was created by experts in aging genetics and biometric data from harvard tufts and mit it provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations plus an action plan on how to live a longer healthier life inside tracker can also calculate your biological age which is the rate you're aging compared to your chronological age, as well as ways to lower your biological age. The thing we love most about InsideTracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health, like food, supplements, workouts, and other lifestyle choices. And did you know that you can use your HSA, HRA, and FSA to buy any InsideTracker plan? Which means you can purchase InsideTracker using your tax-free dollars. Oh, and it gets better! For a limited time, you get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body along with the science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, visit InsideTracker.com slash Feisty. That's InsideTracker.com slash Feisty. All right. Lunch is being served behind us, and we have the mastermind behind all our amazing meals with us right now. I have Chef Bijou Thomas. Uh, Bijou, tell us how you became a chef.
5: Uh, How I became a chef? Wow, that's a... (laughs) Um, It started with washing dishes in a nursing home when I was 15. The same summer I got into bike racing. So I needed to buy a bike, so I started working in a kitchen um and made toast washed a lot of dishes which is actually helpful because our every meal was for 300 people that was my first job 15 um starting at 15. so i started there and then i worked in a bunch of kitchens for years and years doing all sorts of stuff um and then in the late 90s started cooking for some friends of mine that were racing um and then i was still working restaurants doing all that but yeah so i mean i'd always been in and around kitchens Turned it into like an official thing um, around early 2000s. So about 25 years ago, give or
0: take. And how did you end up working with cyclists primarily?
5: Well, I grew up racing bikes, so I was already cooking for one cyclist. And then from there learned that, um, especially in the 80s and 90s, there really wasn't any sports nutrition books available for athletes. There was a lot of really science-heavy, text-heavy books that were written from, you know, more academic. And I always thought that there was a need for somebody to do that. And so I was cooking for myself, and I figured I'd cook for other friends of mine who race bikes. And I just so happened I grew up in Colorado with Jonathan Vodders. He was a junior at the same time as me, as was Robin Thurston. Robin is CEO of uh, Outside Magazine Group. Um, Vodders is EF Education, of course, now. Dirk Friel, who is Training Peaks. We were all kids racing in Colorado at the same time. So I was able to cook for a lot of friends and help kind of see what they were doing and from that started just working with other teams and athletes and eventually went on to go be Lance Armstrong's chef in when Lance was doing 2.0 um, and that really boosted and I got a bunch of press and my first book came out after that and just kind of cranked after that. That was 2008-910ish. So since then it was kind of a full-time job in this universe.
0: Nice. And uh you're kind of transitioning into doing more like your own cycling events business. Is that correct? Am I getting this right? I'm probably screwed at all. (laughs) Um, So the
5: last two years I was with Outside Media Group and I still work uh, doing some ambassador work and doing representing Outside Magazine but I'm not full-time there. In fact we're about to start shooting a food travel uh, show for Outside TV. We're doing an episode here in Bentonville that we're shooting later in May. But Um, So I I left that in November. There's a huge opportunity to do food for outdoor events, not just cycling, but I work in cycling, climbing, running, triathlon, but doing anything that's typically 300 plus plus people per event, per meal is kind of my sweet spot. So in addition, I did Steamboat Gravel last year, food for all 3,200 participants, do that again this year. Do, uh, there's a Steamboat, tourist Steamboat, 1,200 people I do that. Um, I'm doing food for uh, Ride the Rockies for 1,200 people a day. Excuse me. So any large event, single meal event is really my sweet spot. But we do events all around the U.S. Any sport, any outdoor rec thing, those are my people. So I'll do anything, anywhere, as long as it's an outdoor rec event.
0: I love that. And, like, I wasn't sure how this was going. I was like, well, what's happening? But you have literally brought a kitchen because we're outside at a pavilion. People can't see it. I mean, we have a power source, but there's literally just an outdoor kitchen, grills, everything you're set up, burning everything off propane. You don't need to be, like, plugged into anything.
5: Yeah, and that comes uh, from 25 years of doing this. Uh, You learn how to keep it really simple, focus on the flavors and the quality, and making sure that we can get a lot of it done on time. Um, We don't need to get too crazy or fancy with menus as long as it's delicious and healthy and on time. That's the biggest one. So we've got that down. For that, we have a giant outdoor setup we can take anywhere in the U.S. And some of the, I mean, like these events, we're doing food for 3,000 plus people. It's basically the same setup. And it works. It works magically well. And, of course, I've got a bunch of really good people back there, so that helps, you know.
0: Okay, my last question for you is just kind of related to nutrition, because I know you've, you were co-founder of Scratch, and you've done this a lot for cyclists. And there was a long time where we were, like, became very anti-carb and very focused on uh being as thin as we can for cyclists. I think we're finding, like, learning, like, really good food uh, and good quality food is what people need to fuel their rides. So I'd love for you just to speak to that a little bit. For sure.
5: Yeah, I I speak about that a lot, too, because if you look at triathletes, especially from the 80s, the first generation of triathletes, 80s, early 90s, everyone looks so unhealthy and emaciated. And it was because we didn't know. We didn't know what to do. Similarly with cycling, you know, everybody was so skinny all the time to a point where you're unhealthy. And I think we all individually know when we're at our best weight to just have a better quality of life, not just on a bike, but just how do we feel getting up in the morning, sleeping at night? Are we able to lift things and move things and actually function as human beings? That doesn't always work out to be the lightest weight. And also, you know, fighting to be the lightest is usually kind of a a pro tour thing of, I got to climb up the Alpe d'Huez, which none of us are doing. And most of us here, our chances are slim we're going to the Tour de France. So then it becomes... Just quality of life. Make sure you're eating healthy, that you're able to eat with your family and your friends regularly, and that you feel good on a bike. You know, we don't have to be the first one up to the top of the mountain, but can you ride the whole ride with your friends? That's the most important. And, yeah, you're right. Carbohydrates kind of went in and out, but carbohydrates are 100% needed in the middle of the effort. When you're riding, when you're doing long days, you need carbohydrates. So, But the rest of the time, we could all, you know, lighten up on carbs, And that'll help kind of maintain a healthier weight, whatever that is for you. Um, But on effort days, we absolutely need carbohydrates because that's your first line of fuel. And you got to, you know, find that relationship with that. Um, Yeah, I think it's great. I eat very little carbs unless I'm riding or working out because my days are super long. And if I eat too much carbs, I get really sleepy and dopey and I'm useless. So um, that's what works for me. But, you know, yeah.
0: Well, uh, thanks so much for being here. If people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Definitely find out more. So Feed cookbooks are sold all over the world in a bunch of languages. You can pick those up or buy them at scratchlabs.com. That's scratch with a K. Or follow me, Instagram. I don't really do anything that crazy or interesting, but, you know, um, I repost a lot of stuff. I'm uh, Bijou the Chef on Insta, Twitter, I don't use Facebook, um, those things. And then I've got a business called Base Camp Canteen, which is our event food thing. And otherwise, Bijou the Chef, I'm in the cycling world, I'm easy to find. If you really want to drop me a message, bijou at scratchlabs.com, uh, send me an email. Easy to find. But Instagram is the best. Thank you all. And if you're here, come eat. We got lots and lots of food. Otherwise, I'll be back in Bentonville for something, I'm sure, in like 10 days. Bye.
0: Thanks. All right, I have made it over to the Grounded Nebraska booth, and I am here with Kate Dumas-Hein. Heinz? Hein. 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 But Hein <laughs> <laughs>
6: um, Who uh, just got in last night, but you made it just in time for happy hour, right? Yeah, I squeaked in right at the start. <laughs> it was Perfect. <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay, so last night we, because of some of the things that have been going on in Arkansas, when we met with you all about coming to the festival and setting up, uh, we also said, hey, what about if we did a queer and ally happy hour just to kind of show like this is a space where we want people and we want to celebrate Mm -hmm. um, whatever life choices people are making. And so you
6: all were like, yes, we want to do that. So tell us about the happy hour. How'd that go? Yeah, well, the happy hour was great. I love any opportunity where we can bring the community together to gather. So Grounded Nebraska did it in collaboration with Queer Gravel and All Bodies on Bikes. And the three organizations kind of share the same ethos that it's you know, cycling's not about the bikes, it's about the community. So things like an anti-trans law or uh, abortion bans, they really impact the reality of the people who are on bikes and their ability to show up and feel safe and supported. So working in a direct advocacy tie uh, with All Bikes Welcome was really important to us for the meetup.
0: And uh, how many people were there? There, were, I think there were about 30, 30 40? Oh, I think,
6: I want to say like Fifty. It was a good group. It was yeah. a good group, and people were
0: hot and tired at the end of the day.
6: Yes, I mean it was a really hot day, uh, but it was nice, you know, nice cold beverages. Yeah. Whoever, whatever you wanted to have for the evening, and then we had end of the night with some pizza. So not, not a
0: bad vibe. <laughs> and then you also did a letter writing campaign. Tell us about that.
6: Yes. So All Bikes Welcome is a is a nonprofit based in Northwest Arkansas, and their enti- their mission is to provide. Um, low to free cost outdoor programming to help facilitate gender and racial diversity within the sport of mountain biking. Um, I'm on the board, so it was a really natural tie. They also do really direct advocacy. And so they a part of what they do is letter writing to uh, Governor Sanders or other elected officials to help advocate for more for human rights, honestly, is the best way to put that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And I love that you all did that and you added it into the festival because i think it's important for us to all like do what we can right and sometimes it feels helpless like what can we actually do Mm -hmm. especially if it's not a state that we live in but Mm -hmm. when you're here and there's like a very tangible thing i think that's really cool to have
6: yeah it is and you know like this is kind of a cycling mecca especially this area (laughs) and (laughs) just sit down and comfortable this is kind of a cycling mecca and so like there's you know thousands of tourists who come into this area and bring their dollars and there's a lot of people who don't feel safe and comfortable being able to experience that because of the laws that are in place and so it's important whether we're locals or visitors or part of the industry to kind of utilize our combined voice to help hopefully um, you know push for further change yeah I
0: I, like it, you know it was a big concern of ours with bringing the festival here we took a lot of time to think about mm-hmm. whether or not we wanted to do that even several years ago and at the end of the day we found a community that's really advocating for change here (laughs) and what struck me at the happy hour last night was how much joy was there and how how much of a statement it was like in the middle of like all this really crappy legislation and trying to push people out and trying to say it's not okay to be who you are there's so much joy and celebration and there's such a place to create community for people and I really love that and I so appreciate y'all doing that
6: yeah of course absolutely I mean that's I'm in Nebraska, so we have a very similar political climate that we have to navigate and help our riders come in and feel safe. Um, But when we're able to create a space where people feel that they can be their full authentic selves and celebrated and seen for that, it does. It creates a really joyful, connective space. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And then you've just had a change. You are now full on with Grounded Nebraska Uh, and, and in that. So tell us what's
6: going on there. Do you want to take this one or do you want uh, me to? Sure, yeah, you can So with me, I have the Sally Turner. Oh my God, Sally, I don't think we met in person, Hi. but we had you on the pod. Yes,
3: that's right. Hello, I'm Sally Turner, um, previously of the Mid-South and currently of Grounded Nebraska and Champion Systems. Um, and I'm really excited to, yeah. I'm really excited to work with Susan and Kate. I love what they're doing. Um, I think we are like-minded on a lot of things, especially equality and equity in outdoor spaces. Um, outside is for everybody period. Um, so I'm just, I'm really stoked to be part of like what they're building and their, um, community. Yeah, Yeah. she,
6: she could not be a better addition to the team, like with her expertise. I mean, she puts on a heck of an event. If you've ever been to Mid-South, like that is her baby. And she, so being able to bring her into what we're doing, I think we're gonna do some really great stuff together.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're take over
0: the world. So get ready! <laughs> I love it. Well, you also have spaces open if people are like here listening. To this and like shoot, I really wish I'd been there. But you all put together a great festival up in Nebraska, and mm-hmm. there's still spots left. Right.
6: Yes, absolutely. So we keep registration open to the day of because we just want to make it as accessible as possible. Uh, and so we will always allow people to come in and ride with us. We do what we call an adult summer camp because we offer. Uh, on-site camping for our race so racer ride so you can really walk within like walking distance from the start line um, from friday to sunday morning and it's just an opportunity to gather again as a community uh, and bikes are just kind of the unification tool awesome well thanks y'all for taking a few minutes to talk to me as i just continued to
0: plop down further and further onto the sidewalk
6: <laughs> i could have been helpful to stand up but it's and, nice to sit I, nice to I, I
0: know you got to take the sitting when you can at these you things you
6: really do yes absolutely
0: Well, again, thanks for being a part of the festival with us.
6: Yeah, thank you so much, Katherine.
0: All right, I have found Jess, Sarah, who we finally got out to the festival. Jess,
7: how's your weekend been? First time to Bentonville. Loving it. You're seriously your first time to Bentonville. Yeah, first time. And this is sandwiched between two other commitments that I have, so I'm sort of in and out of here. And I've been riding the advanced skills clinic loop every day, and I'm not bored of it yet. (laughs) It's so pretty. Yeah, it's pretty
0: gorgeous out here. Um, What did you think of, like, uh, I know the clinics were a little chaotic because we had a lot of people show up yesterday, but what did you think of the clinics?
7: So I – the only one I can speak to is the one I led, which was the Advanced Skills Clinic. And I encourage people to come because I think this is a setting where if you – do think that you're kind of a badass, but you've never been in a setting where you can do something advanced. This is the right setting. And then also if you sort of question whether you can get there, it's the right setting. So we had 30 people. Um, and we were we did a format where we sort of taught as we were out there. You know, we stopped at the top of a descent. We stopped at the front of a river crossing, and we used those as teachable moments. and I think everyone the feedback feedback was good.
0: Yeah. Did you have any people doing stuff for the first time? I know y'all did some, did some single track at the end.
7: Yeah, single track for the first time. A few people rode through a little feature that was kind of tricky, some roots in between two trees. I heard something about you catching people. Well, Celine, Celine and Lex were with me teaching, and we thought it would be good to have one person there kind of, guiding people and if i'm being honest like the first 10 riders just sent it right through there like why they didn't even need me and then um a few people who probably wouldn't have tried it i was there one person kind of hit the root and i thought i was gonna have to catch her but she grabbed the tree and i yelled let go of your brakes (laughs) and she just flew out of there and she's like wow that trick about letting go of your brakes really works (laughs) i'm curious coming from like you've
0: ridden for so long you've been at that pro level you know you have an event uh you weren't here. You were here opening night. We were probably three quarters of people said this is the first event they've ever been to. Like things like this. Do you like? What do you see? as this the feeder for? for bigger things and for people taking on those bigger adventures
7: yeah that really surprised me when you asked that que- question um, and it made me realize that again like I said about the advanced skills clinic apply that to this entire event it creates a space where if you are curious and you just don't know if you can get there it's really low consequence to show up because there, the variety of clinics and workshops and levels that you have here and it's inclusive to literally everyone and you do such a good job promoting that i i just think that yeah we need one of these in like every state every bike down in every god i'd love to have one in whitefish but i
0: can imagine the schedule there is like insane to get something during the summer we can't ride in the learn how to ride in the snow
7: (laughs) yeah you have time to host one of these in every state too right oh i do i
0: definitely do have time for that (laughs) um yeah and then you just finished up a nutrition talk how did that go
7: Um, I think it went great. I was really trying to focus um, more on, like, health and performance and not the idea of what nutrition is and, like, what we're supposed to look like and all of that. So also with the practical advice of eating a lot for breakfast and a lot when we're riding and knowing that that's where most athletes under fuel. Um, So I think I made my point. (laughs) Hopefully people will buy a lot of JoJ bars. (laughs)
0: Uh, speaking of JJ Bars, I have in my fanny pack a sample of a secret flavor. When will we be seeing those secret flavors on the market?
7: No, We might have did. We did our teaser for our secret new flavors a little too soon. Production in food is really hard right now. Um, so we're thinking early 2024, spring of 2024. We'll have two new flavors and um, they're unique. You'll find out why. <laughs> Okay, I haven't had mine yet because I have, I've just been walking around. I haven't really
0: needed a snack, so but I'm, I'm pretty excited to try my new flavor that I will not say what kind
7: it is. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right, well, where are you going to next? I'm headed um, back home and on Monday morning at 7 a.m, I'm teaching at the community college to middle school girls all day who are interested in going into science careers. So I'm actually my my uh, I'm gonna teach a cooking class.
0: I love it I love it well thanks so much for uh, squeezing us in between all of your craziness we really love having you here
7: I'm honored to be here I can't wait to come back next year
0: all right friends we are on a little break most people are out riding or in a workshop but I am sitting here with one of our amazing festival volunteers Susan Nash she's been here working hard all weekend Susan how did you find out about the festival
8: I found out through uh, social media. I've been following the Girls Gone Gravel uh, platform on Facebook and Instagram um, for maybe close to a year now. Uh, Didn't make the festival last year, didn't find out about it until after then. Um, So this year, saw it come up. As as soon as it came up on my emails, um, I was like, oh, I have to go to that. Uh, So you know, I set out that weekend, um, which is tough for my schedule this time of year, but I was like, that is gonna be what I do on that weekend. So um, yeah, I just, uh, love the vibe um, that the the whole platform gives off. The podcast, the um, the acceptance, the uh, just the the whole attitude of uh, you know everybody should be on a bike. Doesn't matter who you are, what you believe in, what size you are, how hard you ride, or you know what your you know where you started out what kind of bike you ride or your anything really like none of that is relevant it's just we all love bikes and we just come together and we have a great time it's just it's such a positive vibe Um, and everybody here has just been just amazing Um, from the staff to the vendors to um, the other participants here um i haven't heard a bad word out of anybody which is
0: amazing oh you didn't hear a few things i had to say when it was raining this morning (laughs)
8: Oh, well, you know, the, the weather just happens sometimes, but you know, we're, we're in an outdoor sports setting. So that's, you know, that's gonna happen. Um, so we just kinda, you know, you roll with it. We got tons of bike wash here, you know, you can change, you can always, you know, go get a shower and get the dirt off you, you know, but we, we know that saying that dirt's not gonna kill you, it's probably not. Um.
0: <laughs> Unless you go through like the cow puddles and get it in your mouth, you might get a little sick. Um, are you a local, are you from here?
8: Um, actually, I'm from uh, Lexington, uh, in Georgetown, Kentucky, um, so central Kentucky, so I, I drove here about nine and a half hours on Thursday to come uh, to come down.
0: Yeah, you thought you were the furthest away.
8: Uh, well, as far as driving, I probably was one of the people that drove the furthest, but like as far as people that fly, I know there was definitely people that flew I
0: away. think the person from Ontario drove.
8: Did she really? <laughs> wow. Some dedication yeah no I'm, i have no qualms about uh, jumping in the car and going on road trips especially by myself um, to biking events because you will i mean uh, there's a saying like in one of our our mountain biking groups that other cyclists are just friends that you haven't met yet So I mean, it's everybody's so friendly and everything. Like, I don't feel uncomfortable at all coming to a place like this by myself. It's just, it's you know, if 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 you've got people to come with you, that's great. But if you don't, I feel like I can just meet so many more people. You know, I can just be open and walk up to anybody.
0: There are a lot of people that came by themselves, and I think everybody has made a friend or friends. Um, So tell us, you've been volunteering all weekend. Like, what what's the perspective like from behind the scenes? It's really
8: cool. I mean, the the staff that has put this together, they've put so much time and effort into making it um, just as awesome an event as they can and I know they they're all about you know what can we do to to make things even better than they are which is going to be hard for me to think of you know it's going to take me a little time to think of that um, but you know from the presenters here to the ride leaders um, and the the core staff here everyone is just amazing I mean the 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 jobs that they do here in a way um, everybody puts so much effort into everything that they're doing here which is is phenomenal. I mean it it really says a lot about an organization that just puts, you know, puts everything first. What what's happening here is first and like everybody just works so hard to make everybody have a good time, which is awesome.
0: Well, I did not pay Susan to say that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, and thank you for volunteering this weekend.
8: Absolutely. I, I'll help out in the community everywhere I can. Um, I kind of keep a, the life mantra of, you know, you give back what you get. So if, if you know, if I'm, I'm getting good vibes from everybody, if everybody's helping me to have a good time, I should be giving back and help everybody else.
0: Whatever. I, I love that. I love that. Well, thanks so much for talking to us. Absolutely. Love- One of the most frustrating things about going to big gravel races in the last two years is I have been getting sick pretty much every time I travel and I travel about once a month for work or to a big gravel event or something related and it's so frustrating when I get there and I can already feel the sore throat and the cold coming on and it really takes me out for several weeks and that's why I'm excited about our new podcast sponsor Prevenex. We've worked with Previdex within our feisty brands for a long time. If you listen to Hit Play Not Pause, you've heard about joint support. Um, you've also heard about how their great protein powder. But I am really obsessed with this product called Immune Health Plus. It, it has helped me go from getting sick every time I travel to I have not been sick one time this year. And, and I've also been on the road a good bit already this year. So... It has everything that you need for immune health support and it's way better than anything you're going to find in a grocery store or health food store. It's supercharged with immune boosting ingredients like elderberry fruit, extract, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, and calcium. Now, if you want to stay healthy through your race season this year, you're going to use the code girls gone gravel for 15% off your first purchase of immune health plus or any of their other products. That's girls gone gravel for 15% off of your purchase. And you go to Prevanex.com. You can find that in the show notes. Alright friends, I'm I'm at lunch at the Gravel Festival and I have Lauren Pickman with me who is with Women of Oz and
3: they just had all of their beginner clinics. How did those clinics go, Lauren? I think they went really well. The girls in my clinic seemed really happy and excited and seemed to have learned a lot by the end of it um, and I have to say, Catherine, I'm so impressed with your event. Everyone seems so happy and I just love everything that you're doing. Well,
0: I mean, one of the reasons that I we came to Bentonville is because we talked to so many great women that were leading rides and doing things in Bentonville. And Women of Oz was, when I came here, I met Women of Oz and was so impressed. So we've had you on the podcast, but just if people don't know, tell them a little reminder, what is Women of Oz?
3: Sure. We Women of Oz is a nonprofit and we focus on breaking down barriers for women coming into mountain biking and we focus on breaking down barriers of equipment, education, and intimidation. Those are the three that we really focus on. We offer free programming, we educate our women, we put them through certifications to become mountain bike instructors. And our main goal is to get create this warm, welcome environment so more women can get out there on the trail and have fun and mostly connect with other women, uh, create a really fun, welcoming space. Yeah.
0: So you are adapting those clinics today for gravel cycling. Was that the first time you've done that? have you done gravel before?
3: No, this is the first time I've ever done this. So I am a co-founder and I was the director of programming. And so we offer fundamental skills clinic at all of our flagships, which is the first Saturday of every month. And that is free for everyone, but you have to sign up. And we offer fundamental skills clinics and then group rides based on skill level and endurance and they're all the fundamentals are all taught by certified mountain bike instructors, and we now have over 50 women who are certified. And this clinic just sets you up for success. It gives you the essentials, essentials. And last year when I came, I was like, you know what? I think we could alternate this just a little bit and make this work. And because it's basically the same thing, only there's a couple different changes. Um, and Ultimately, I just want more women to be comfortable and safe on their bikes and this clinic that we have really sets them up for success. Yeah,
0: I was having so much fun watching you all and just uh, you were over in the grass on this grassy field that's right behind us and just seeing people practice, you know, like, um, you know, body position and all those things that a lot of times we assume people know and they've never been taught.
3: It's just, you know, the simple mounting and dismounting, there's a little bit of a technique for it. And so we kind of just run through all the essentials. Um, And I think the biggest part is that we really try to make everyone feel comfortable. It's okay to make mistakes. It's women teaching women. And instead of like, you know, some random person, a random uh, guy, there's been a lot of, um, husbands or boyfriends or partners that think they know everything and they're actually not teaching anything properly Um, and so that's one of our big goals to make women feel comfortable and it's okay to make mistakes and we're there in a very safe environment of flat grassy fields to get you going on bikes i love that um
0: okay you will have a big event coming up in september so if people are like man i wish i would have been in bentonville and they're looking for another opportunity this year what if they could come to your event which is tell us about it.
3: Oh thanks Catherine we have the Women of Oz Sunset Summit this is our second annual year doing this and it's our biggest fundraiser for the year we're a nonprofit, and so all the proceeds will be going to fund all of our initiatives to get more women on mountain bikes but most importantly it's going to be a phenomenal weekend for women to come and enjoy all that we have to offer there'll be Uh, clinics by 34 head coaches from around the country, workshops, keynote speakers, a dinner cocktail hour on top of the ledger, which is the first bikeable building in the Mm -hmm. world. Um, Plus so much more. There's so much to offer. I really encourage everyone to go to our website, waznwa.com or wazsunsetsummit.com. Our tickets launch this Tuesday that's the day this podcast will come out so they can go today okay so yeah we're, space is limited so please come check it out we'd love to have you and host you and uh, come with your friends it's going to be a really great time now, you've got nothing going on
0: this coming week right not much uh, if
3: p- folks don't know you also
0: are one of the event directors for rule of three and uh, this is the third year this is uh,
3: year three of ro3 nice uh, anything new or exciting coming up for rule of three this year Oh, new and exciting. We always have fun and different checkpoints. We increase our participation to 1,500. We have way more partners this year. Um, and if you have a business and you want to be a part of it, we don't charge for sponsorship. We just ask that you come and bring something of value and add value to. The event so everyone can have the best weekend possible that's
0: amazing well I know you got to run you got some other things going on today but thanks so much for taking some time to chat with us thanks
3: Catherine so good to see you
0: All right, y'all. I am over in the expo at the Gone Graveling Festival, and I am chatting with one of our vendors from this year uh, from Cycling Out Loud. I have Lakeisha Hamilton. Hi, Lakeisha.
4: Hello, Catherine. Very nice
0: to meet you. Yes, I'm so glad y'all are here. You have definitely the brightest booth here, which goes along with the theme of Cycling Out Loud.
4: Yes, absolutely. Cycling Out Loud, um, we strive to bring bold, bright colors, um, really expressing personality and allow you to bring that to your um, cycling adventures.
0: Yeah, because sometimes
4: cycling is kind of
0: like muted and boring, <laughs> the looks.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we want you to stand out. We want you to be bright. We want you to be seen and we definitely want you to have personality. And this is your company, right?
7: Yes. Yes.
4: Uh, it's my company. It uh, was founded in uh, 2000, um, 2000, the year of COVID, late 2000. Uh, I mean, oh, I 2020. Like, 2020. Wow. I'm sorry, 2020. It was tw-
3: I was like, was like, COVID
0: that long ago? I know, right?
4: I'm confusing my years. Like, <laughs> like I lost like years ago. <laughs> yeah, so 2020. So we're approaching the three-year mark. Um, uh, hey,
0: that's a good time to start a cycling clothing brand.
4: Yes, yes, that is a good time and I think we were at the height of like everybody was getting back into cycling and I think even for myself, I was, you know, starting to be out uh, riding a little bit more and I was looking to add some things to my uh, my my kid arsenal and what I got a little bit frustrated about is a lot of things that I saw in the local cycling stores uh, was kind of bland, like for the women, it was bland and um i i didn't like the way it fit and so um of that frustration that's how cycling out loud was born that's awesome and where you all out of uh charlotte north carolina oh
0: charlotte that makes sense yeah uh okay so i have not seen in the cycling industry uh really even in the endurance industry a lot of black-owned businesses what's it been like starting a, a business in in this um kind of white male industry
4: yeah yeah so um much like um every other place in cycling over the um covet period we saw a huge expansion of um cyclists of colors like it grew exponentially so um it's been great to be able to tap into that community and be able to serve the needs as well as you know um you know also serving needs that people who have been uh cycling for a little bit longer so um you know, a little bit slow in the beginning. Brand new company, people don't know your brand, things like that. But uh, it's been it's been great. We've uh, experienced phenomenal growth.
0: Yeah, that's great. I know, like uh, some friends that I've talked to, um, and even you know, all women experience this. Is a lot of stuff are made for very skinny cyclist bodies, not the curves, uh, n- not the way you know. A lot of other bodies look Um, and so I know that's been a big frustration for a lot of women in the black community
4: is that something you were purposeful about when you started the company yeah yeah so actually very purposeful Um, again going back to looking for I was looking for shorts at the time they were bland and they just the lines were straight up and down. And so most women's bodies, uh, American women's bodies, our bodies are not straight up and down. We have curves. And so that was one of the things that I wanted to solve for. So what you'll see in the cycling skin suits, which is what we specialize in in, is that uh, most of our kits well, not most, all of our kits we have very minimal straight lines. All the lines are curved and they're all designed specifically uh, for women's bodies.
0: That's great because there's somebody that did triathlon and wore kind of the skin suit, and but I had to get the men's small skin suit at the time, and. just like the way it would like the letters on my thighs would like (laughs) because I'm like well this wasn't really made for a woman's body but it's this is the size that quote unquote fits me but it looks weird
4: yeah yeah that's what they normally do have us go up in uh, sizes I think there's a industry term pink it and shrink it uh to make it fit women but we're all about size inclusivity um so you also note that um our cycling kits are stocked up to size 3x
0: Alright, well you've got a customer, so I'm going to let you go, but thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Hit the play button.
1: <laughs> Catherine, passed me the mic. Hey! Heck yeah. Um, standing here after eating some delicious lunch with Saskia and Libby, how are you guys doing? Very well. That's
4: Saskia, by the way. Hi. And I'm Libby. <laughs> and lunch was amazing. Yeah. What did you have? Uh, the Bon mi, which was uh, dairy-free and delicious. Same for Same. me, because that thing was magical, and yeah. like Libby, dairy-free is... Dairy-free.
1: Yeah. You guys like the dairy-free.
4: My gut likes the dairy-free. My brain, not so much, but the gut, yes. Yeah, Yeah. the, um, yeah, dairy is not my friend. <laughs>
1: We're getting into a whole talk on food here, just because, uh, yeah, Bijou, we've got, I'm sure you've heard by now, right? They've already heard that, that there's an amazing chef here um, stepping up the level of the, the Gone Gravel Festival, Um, so Libby, what's been your favorite part so far?
4: You know, that's a good question, Christy, because I, you know, it's so beautiful being here in Bentonville, but the beautiful part is riding along with a bunch of ladies, getting to know people from all over. I met people from Kansas today, I met people from North Carolina, um, Quebec, uh, just all over. And that's the beautiful part, being outside and being with a bunch of ladies and having a great time. What do you think, Saskia? I'm gonna be really boring and totally agree with Libby. We're here playing bikes, meeting people. I've I bumped into someone I actually went to school with in the UK. And you know, finding out we have mutual friends and we're from completely different countries is pretty darn cool. So well
1: thank you guys for being
4: here. Always a pleasure, longtime listener, first time contributor.
0: <laughs> you have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast.